Hey guys, God bless you. Listen, the last speaker of our Summer Refresher series is someone that Lisa and I are so proud of. We've known him literally since he was a little kid with uh, glasses and he would run around with all of these youth ministry students in our youth ministry in Southern Missouri. But he grew up to be an incredible man of God, a father, a husband, and an influencer. And today he serves with Convoy of Hope, which as you know, we believe deeply in and we're giving generously to. But besides that, he is such an amazing communicator. I love hearing Ryan speak, so I can't wait to hop onto the online campus and watch this with you guys. But I am really excited to bring back to you one of your favorite guest speakers, Pastor Ryan Bowles. Hey, good morning, Summit Church. Thanks so much for having me back. I think it's been about 10 years ago that I started coming uh, about every other summer, and I just have come to, to feel like this is a home away from home for me. Every time I get to come, I just circle that date on my calendar and look forward to it. So I'm excited to be here with you. Uh, I want to talk to you today on the thought, raising awareness. That's certainly not a foreign term to us, is it? Every time we turn on the TV, we log onto the internet, drive down the highway and see the billboards along the side of the road, really, seemingly every time we turn around, someone is trying to raise awareness for something. There's no shortage of issues that you and I are being compelled to be aware of. It seems like almost every day it's a different awareness day for something. Before long, we're going to run out of days in the year. Sometimes our stage of life determines what we're aware of. Maybe in the past, you were aware of the most recent fashion trends. And now at this stage in your life, uh, you're aware of what grocery stores have the best deal on wheat bread. It changes as we uh, get older. As Pastor Chris mentioned, uh, I work with Convoy of Hope, and I'm a community event director but for a year and a half during COVID, no cities in the U.S. would allow us to come in and gather thousands of people to do an event. So for that year and a half, I went over to our International Disaster Services Response Team, where we respond to disasters around the world. Now, naturally, I'm the kind of guy who, who doesn't even watch the weather in my own community. I wake up, I have no clue what to wear. I don't know if it's going to be hot or cold, if it's going to be rainy or dry. But one of my responsibilities on the international disaster team was to monitor the weather and potential storms all over the world. So I very quickly went from not being aware of what the temperature would be outside my house to being aware of at any given time a, a cyclone forming that's potentially heading toward India, a volcano that just erupted in Africa, and, and flooding in the Philippines all at the same time. Awareness. So many things to be aware of. The media relentlessly tries to grab our attention so that they can make us aware of the next thing we should be worried about, upset over, or afraid of. Social media gives us the opportunity to be aware of the status of everyone we've ever met and several people who we've never met. How crazy is this? It is not at all out of the ordinary. In 2022, for there to be someone you attended one year of middle school with decades ago 
Didn't even talk to him. Haven't talked to him since. And yet you're aware of their most recent breakup, their political views, and what they just had for dinner. Who would have imagined that would be the world we live in? But it is information overload from the time we get up in the morning to the time we go to bed at night. And then we can't sleep because our minds are filled with all the information we've been made aware of that day that we didn't even have time to process. Does that sound familiar to anybody? It can be overwhelming. So in a world where there's no shortage of things to grab our attention, no lack of thoughts to fill our minds or absence of things to be aware of. I want to raise our awareness about something that can keep us centered amid all the craziness, a reality that can bring calm in the chaos. I want to use the rest of our time together for this purpose, to raise awareness of God's presence in our lives every moment of every day. And I know that some of us would say, yeah, Ryan, of course God is always with us. I I know that. That's basic Christianity 101. But, But do we really live in the fullness of that truth? How often are we aware of the reality that God is present with me right now in this season, in this mess, in this exact moment? I think raising our awareness of that reality has the potential to radically transform our day-to-day. Who can remember a time in your life when you sensed God's presence in a special way? Maybe you really felt him in that moment. If you grew up in church, it might have been at at a youth camp or revival services. Maybe as as an adult, it was at a conference you attended. And some of us might describe it this way. God's presence was there. He was in that place. And, And that's not incorrect. God was in that place. God was in that moment. But the truth is, God is also in this moment right now. And he'll be just as much in those moments tomorrow when you're at work or or when you're doing mundane tasks like making lunch for your kids. This is what Jesus says in Matthew 28, verse 20. He's talking to the disciples, giving them some instructions before he, he ascends into heaven. And he says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. Okay, be confident of this. Don't waver in this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And that's not the only place in Scripture that we find that promise. We also find the the, the wording, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Around Christmas time, we talk about that word Emmanuel, which means God with us. The God came from heaven in the form of a man, Jesus Christ. And then before Jesus ascended into heaven, he said, uh, when I leave, I'll send another, a comforter, the Holy Spirit to be with you. And God has never left since. I, I believe, now track with me on this. I believe the difference between those special moments in God's presence that we were just remembering, we were just talking about, And all the other times, all the other moments we would categorize as normal, ordinary days is often not a difference between 
God's closeness to us, but rather a difference in our awareness of His presence. Is God any less present in my life right now in this exact moment uh, than He was in those moments that I remember uh, feeling something special? I don't think so. Much of the reason we often have those special encounters with God at conferences, at revivals, at events, is in my opinion because we've prepared ourselves for those moments. We've come into those moments expecting. We're aware of God's presence during those times. But what if we would come into Summit Church every weekend with that same preparation, that same expectation, that same awareness that God is right here in this place. Let me take it even a step further. What if we would go into every day in the morning with the same preparation and expectation and awareness of God's presence in our lives? How transformational that would be. Some of us grew up in in church settings or maybe denominations where a great emphasis was placed on on special encounters, special moments in special places uh, with God's presence. And there was often a lot of of emotion tied to that. There was a lot of excitement around that. And, And listen, I have great memories of that. There's nothing wrong. But somewhere along the line, it may just be me, in my mind, I began to develop the mentality that that I had to be in the right place at the right time and wiggle my nose just the right way in order to experience God's presence. We would say things often like, God, send your presence. God, let your presence fall down on me. And again, along the way, there was this this mentality that developed in my mind that I had to to beg God for his presence when Jesus said, you already have it. Isn't that just like religion? To tell us that we have to work for something that we already have. To convince us that, that we have to strive for something that's already ours. So here's what I did a while back. I changed some of the wording of my prayers. Before that, I would get up in the morning and I would say, God, please be with me today. Be with my wife. Be with my kids. And if that's your prayer, that's a great, that's a great prayer to pray. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just tweaked the wording a little bit. Now in the mornings, I get up and I say, God, I thank you that you are with me. I thank you that before I even woke up, your presence were already here. As I move through the day, help me to remain aware of your presence. When we become more consistently aware of God's presence with us, it impacts our lives in several ways. I want to talk about just three of them today. Number one, when I become more consistently aware of God's presence with me, It changes my perspective. It changes my perspective. How many of you know that our perspectives are affected by the people that we spend time with? We we often tend to view things the way they view them. We we take on their, their views on different issues. That's why as parents, we stress to our kids how important it is that they surround themselves with the right people because we know they're gonna start seeing things like their friends see them. And something similar happens as we become aware of God's consistent presence in our lives. We we begin to view things through his eyes. 
I don't know about you, but I'm often tempted to, to believe or to feel like the world begins and ends with whatever trials, troubles, issues, or circumstances I'm currently facing. My mind, my attention can get so consumed with whatever it is right in front of me. It's easy to get so caught up in our, in our problems and challenges, the stresses that we're facing that we can't see anything other than what's right in front of us. And then that leads to frustration and it leads to anxiety. But when we're aware that God is with us, we can see something greater. What we can see beyond just what's right in front of us. We can see uh, beyond just what our physical eyes can see. When we see through the lens of God's presence, we can see what Ephesians chapter 6 is talking about when it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly or supernatural places. Uh, Tell the person sitting next to you that there's more going on than what you see. Yeah, there's more going on than what you see. I don't want to get all weird on you, but, but we know there, there is a very real spiritual realm. There are things going on that we can't see that are just as real or perhaps even more real than what we can see. That's why the Apostle Paul, when what he saw around him were guards and bars and constraints as he sat in prison, could rejoice because he knew that God was with him. And while his physical situation was prison, his spirit was free. Scripture says that Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. He had a larger perspective. He he saw a bigger picture. And when we're aware of God's presence in our lives, he helps us do the same. His presence enables us to interpret our circumstances through his eyes. Sometimes I'll go to a place where nobody speaks English. And the problem with that is the only language I speak is English. And so at times they'll assign me uh, an interpreter. And I've had instances where I'm introduced to that interpreter and they stick with me all day. They translate for me when people are talking to me. Sometimes, even when there's a conversation that's not directed to me, but it's close to me, a good interpreter will turn and and say, hey, this is what they're talking about, just to give you context of the situation and what's going on. Uh, I've had other times, though, where I was introduced to the interpreter and then I didn't see that person for an hour. And I was left for that hour awkwardly smiling and nodding. See, see, I know that one. A good interpreter stays with you and helps you to understand the full context of what's going on. And that's what God's presence does in our lives when we're aware that he's with us. A great example of this is found in one of my favorite stories in the Bible, it's about a man named Stephen. So when, when we're sitting in a service somewhere at a church and someone, someone starts to talk about this, Acts chapter 6 or 7, my wife will nudge me and say, this is your story. She knows I, I just love it. Stephen was, was a great man of God. He was a deacon in the church. He was preaching Jesus during the very, very early days of Christianity, and the religious leaders hated him. They got some people to lie about him and say that Stephen was saying things that he wasn't. And so he ends up in front 
of the Jewish leaders, the religious leaders, and he's surrounded by people who are furious with him. They're filled with rage, and they're actually about to, to stone him to death. I can't imagine much worse of a death than being pelted with with rocks until there's no life left in you. But that's a situation Stephen finds himself in. And we'll pick up the story in Acts 7, verse 54. It says, The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they shook their fists at him in rage. That's a situation. That's where he's at. That's what he could see. But, But Stephen... Full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. So, so what was physically right in front of him was a group of people who, were, who hated him, who were about to kill him. But what he saw was Jesus. Now, while this did mark the end of Stephen's time here on earth, the the text goes on to say, immediately after that, they drug him out of the city and, and, and stoned him to death. And as they did, he said, Jesus, receive my spirit and, and don't count this sin against them. So while, while this was the end of his time here on earth, he didn't go out overwhelmed by fear because he refused to allow the world's na- narrative to overshadow the truth of the perspective that God gave him. When we're aware of God's presence with us, it changes our perspective. We're able to see the bigger picture. We're able to understand that God is doing something deeper. Maybe you're facing something in this season that, that you can't seem to see past. I want to remind you, friend, you're not alone. The God of the universe is right there with you. He's doing something deeper than whatever it is you can see right in front of you. There is a bigger picture, and God is working it together for your good. Number two, when I become more consistently aware of God's presence with me, it enables me to reach my highest potential. The book of Matthew records two brothers. I'm sure you're familiar with the story, Simon and Andrew, fishing by the Sea of Galilee. That's what they did for a living. They were fishermen. And then Jesus walks by and says, says, hey, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And then for the next three and a half years, they experienced the supernatural on a daily basis. Their lives were turned upside down in a good way and infused with purpose as they walked with Jesus. God's presence with us gives us purpose. It opens our eyes to the potential that he's placed in us and empowers us to live in it. You know, I've found a lot of people want to know this. What is God's will for my life. Big picture, what's God's will for my life? But how about this question? God, what is your will for me today? Today, for those fishermen, they didn't know. They had no clue what what lay ahead of them. But they said yes to Jesus and walked with him as he called them that. And and then, then they did it again the next day. And then the next day, and they ended up getting to be part of changing the course of history. They did it by walking with Jesus, being in his presence daily. I wonder how many potentially life-changing moments I've missed because I was just doing my own thing. 
Uh, unaware that God had brought me to that specific moment in order to do something significant. Maybe a connection that could have accelerated your career, a conversation that would have led to a business or, or a ministry that he, he wanted you to start, but, but you missed it. Every moment we live without awareness of God's presence is a moment we risk falling short of our potential. The awareness of his presence with us also enables us to reach our highest potential because it strips insecurity of its power. I'm sure we've all at one time or another failed to, to go after what we should have went after, failed to do what we were supposed to do because we felt like we weren't blank enough. And you can fill in that blank with whatever it is for you. I'm not good enough, not educated enough. Not old enough, not young enough, not wealthy enough, experienced enough, spiritual enough. But when we're aware of God's presence with us, those not enoughs don't matter anymore because we know that He is enough. And He's placed everything in you to, to be what He's called you to be and to do what He's called you to do. And if you happen to stumble along the way and mess it up, the God who's there with you is big enough to make up the difference where you fall short causes us to, to reach our highest potential. Number three, when I become more consistently aware of God's presence with me, it opens my eyes and heart to the needs of those around me. All throughout Scripture, we see God's intense love for humanity, for people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The Gospels record Jesus' years of ministry, and they're filled with stories of him loving people and meeting needs. His love for people would at times cause him to weep because he, he knew what he had for them and they refused to, to come to him. It moved him to heal the sick, the blind, the deaf, to free people from demons, to connect with the worst of the worst, the outcast, the sinner, the down and out, the overlooked. He lifted them up. He valued them. He loved them. That, friends, is the very heartbeat of God. And his presence with us inspires us to do the same. It causes us to move beyond the human inclination to look out for number one, and it gives us a desire to love and serve others. When we're aware of the reality that God is with us, we're moved with compassion for others, and we begin to see their needs. Needs that he's called us to meet as we walk out this life of being his hands and feet. Last weekend, I was on my way to Kansas for some Convoy of Hope community events. And by the way, I'm not here on behalf of Convoy of Hope, but just let me take a quick second to say thank you to Summit Church. Uh, just this last week, uh, we celebrated over 200 million people served. So on behalf of, of the suffering and the hurting and those in poverty all around the world, thank you so much for your generosity. It truly is changing lives. Uh, but back to my story, I was on my way to Kansas. 
And uh, I, I pulled over in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, couldn't tell you the name of the town, uh, to get a sandwich. It was at a gas station. I was, wanted to get a sandwich and a cup of coffee. And on my way out, there was this lady sitting in the passenger seat of a truck uh, next to, I, I assume, her husband. And she said, excuse me, sir, uh, I just got out of the nursing home, and we're about 90 minutes from home, and we don't have enough gas to get there. Could, could you help me out? Uh, now, remember, I'm the convoy of hope guy community event director on my way to serve the hurting and those in poverty. And I said, I thought, if, maybe if I have a few bucks in my wallet, two or three dollars, I will give them. To, maybe if I'm feeling really generous, maybe even if I have a 10. And so I, I take my wallet out, and, and there's just a couple of 20s. And I told her, I said, I, I'm sorry, I've, I've got a 20 in here, but I, I need it. And she said, oh, that's okay. Thank, thank you for looking. I appreciate that. And so I walked back to the car, thinking all the thoughts we think. I've, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I pastored for a decade, just got out of the nursing home, don't have gas, likely story. Get in my car and I back up. And I just happen to notice sticking out of, out of the top of the bed of their truck is one of those, those toilet seats that you set over the top of a toilet with a handle. I don't know what they're called, but it's a device that I don't know maybe you would use if you had really just gotten out of the nursing home? Oh, man. So I circled around the gas pumps and pulled back in to the spot and went over and said, hey, if you want to pull up to a gas pump, I can just use my credit card. And, and I don't say that to say, look, I helped these people because I promise you, Ryan Bowles was fully prepared to drive away and not think another thing about it. But God will, will direct our attention to those moments that he has called us to meet a need. And every once in a while, just like with me, even if we mess it up, even if we overlook it, he'll give us another chance to go back and serve that person that he loves. As I close this morning, uh, last season I took my 14-year-old to an NBA game. And it was, surprise, surprise, awareness night for a certain issue. And before the game started, the announcer got on the PA system and said, tonight's so-and-so awareness night, and we do this as a team to, uh, so that you can, to raise, so you can be aware of it. And I turned to my son and I said, I don't think he really thought that statement all the way through because surely raising awareness is about more than just letting people be aware, letting them know that there's got to be an, an action an awareness of God's presence in our lives is just the beginning. The end goal is that we would begin acknowledging his presence and responding to the reality that he's there with us in each moment, that we would respond to his presence with us by taking on the mind of Christ and allowing our perspective to be changed so we see through his eyes that we would respond to his presence with us by walking with him into our destiny, into our highest potential, into what he created us for, that we would respond to his presence with us by meeting the needs of those around us when he opens our eyes to those needs. It's our response to truth that determines how that truth impacts us personally. That's true with salvation, Jesus came and died for our sins so that we might know him. It's God's will that none would perish, but, but our response to that truth is what determines how it impacts us. There are promises all throughout Scripture that if we're going to apply them to our lives depend on how we respond to them. 
God's presence in our lives is a promise. It's an absolute. Jesus said, be sure of this. I am with you always. But how we respond to that determines how it impacts our lives individually. How are you going to respond to the reality of God's presence in your life? Lately, I've noticed that more than ever before, I'm finding people who are absolutely exhausted. I don't just mean they had a hard day at work and they're tired, but physically, mentally, emotionally, even spiritually, they just feel drained. Facing all kinds of different situations in life, struggles and and battles. But the call of Jesus is the same. He, He says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Now, that may sound a little strange in in the context of what we're saying today, because Jesus is saying, come to me, and what we're talking about is his presence is already there. So, So what does that look like? How does that work? Well, I know if I need a doctor, a lawyer, maybe an accountant, There are advertisements everywhere of those people saying, come to me, come benefit from from my services. And if I want to do that, I have to pick up a phone, call them, I have to talk to a receptionist, schedule an an appointment, and maybe two weeks later, I I can go in and wait in a waiting room and then get in to see that person who said, come to me. Uh, Not so with Jesus. When he calls to us and says, come to me, all you who are weary, come to me, all you who are burdened, this is how we do that. God, thank you that you're you're already here with me. Right now, I just focus my mind and, and my heart on the awareness that you're with me. We don't change location. We don't move position. And and neither does God because he's already there. It's a state of mind. It's an intentional awareness, a focusing on his presence that's already right here with us. Could we just do that this morning? Wherever you're at, those of you watching online, Just intentionally make ourselves aware of the presence of God. Maybe that means closing your eyes or maybe you lift your hands out in front of you. Whatever it looks like for you, let's just make ourselves aware of God's presence right here with us. God, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful for your presence. I know that In this room and online, there are people facing some really big things. There are people whose minds are are filled and overwhelmed with what they're up against. It's all-consuming to them. They're having difficulty seeing past it. Right now, I, I pray that you would just remind them in a special way that they are not alone. That your presence is right there with them. And when we walk out of of this building, a meeting together with other believers, you're no less with us then. You'll be just as much with us tomorrow. So I pray, God, that you would help us, you would enable us to to be a people who, who are aware of your presence, who acknowledge your presence intentionally, and who respond 
to the truth, to the reality that in every moment you are right there. We pray it and we believe it in Jesus' name. Amen.